Hey, how's everybody out there? This is Nikki from Nikki's 5150 Experience, welcoming all you awesome people back for another episode two rendition of my 80s podcast. And again, you are listening to Nikki's 5150 Experience, and I do appreciate you coming back and listening. And today we're going to talk about concerts. I'm so excited about this episode because... Haven't been going to concerts for many years and still enjoying them now at the ripe old age of 50. I still love going to concerts and it still brings me the same old adrenaline as it did when I was 16 as it does at 50. So I I still enjoy it. And today for probably once we get in this segment, I'm going to I'm going to put my son on because my son actually attended a Motley Crue concert with me back in uh 2014 so I'm going to put him on so he can let you know about the experience he's not an 80s fan by any means but he knew I wanted to spend time with him so he was the awesome son he was and accepted the invitation that came with me and I had a blast so anyways we're going to set off this uh, podcast talking about well again concerts and so so the first concert that I attended ever was 1983. I was 13. And the first concert was Celine Dion at the Riverside Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And it was a very nice concert. And then my second concert ever was 1984, Sheena Easton. Again, that one again was at the Riverside Theater. Yeah, my first two ever concerts were Celine Dion and Sheena Easton. Well, what are you going to do? I enjoyed them both. And then after that, of course, Monsters of Rock Tour 1988 at El Pine That was a great show. <clears throat> Let me see. Who did I go with? I know I went with a couple girlfriends from high school. And... You know, Alpine Valley, I know some of you have been there. If not, then it's just a huge outdoor stage. And there's a lot of wooded area where where people used to enjoy to excuse themselves and use the woods as the lavatory because the lines to the porta potty were so long. So people would just go in the woods and go, what are you going to do? Whatever. But I enjoyed it thoroughly. I remember this guy in the wheelchair very cute guy long brown curly hair oh he was so he was gorgeous and he was sitting he was sitting a lot closer than what I was and I think they were like passing around flowers or something and I happened to get a a flower to give to him because I thought he was cute and so he actually thought I was giving him a flower because I felt sorry for him because he was in a wheelchair absolutely not sir so he totally was an ass and didn't accept a flower. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, what a jerk. So, I think it was great, great white, Van Halen, Metallica, Dokken, Scorpions. It was a great show, from what I can remember. Remember, I'm 50 now, so my memory kind of flies away every once in a while. But a lot of the shows that I do attend... I still have a blast with. 
2009 at uh, Ario Speedwagon. Ario Speedwagon, Waukesha County Fair. My 22-year-old son was 11 at the time, so he graciously came with me. And everybody there was like, oh my God, your son is so cute. He's so cute. And my son was like, oh my God, he was so embarrassed. He's like, mom, it's like you guys are a bunch of 40-year-olds just jumping around. Yeah, he was so embarrassed. It was so funny. But God bless my sons for putting up with me my 80s music because God knows he been, I've been pumping his 80s music ever since every single one of my sons was in my womb. So, but my 22-year-old, he dabbles in 80s music here and there, but the rest of them, not really. Would have been nice for me to bring one of my sons to a Metallica concert to rock out. That would have been nice. But, and then let's see, Bon Jovi, the Slippery When Wet Tour. I don't remember, was that 87 or 88? Because I know that Living on a Prayer video, I know parts of that was shot in Milwaukee at the Mecca Arena. And I always, I always laugh when that video comes on. I'm like, there I am. Can't you see me? I'm in the audience. I'm wearing a half pink sweater. Yeah, but I, I do remember that. <clears throat> Let me see. They sound a really good life. I'm not kind of, I'm not. After the Slippery One Wet album, I know 7800 Fahrenheit and Slippery One Wet album. After those two albums, I really, I wasn't a, the biggest of Bon Jovi fan after the Slippery Wind Wet album. I just couldn't get into his music at all. Um, so, like Runaway, so like his older stuff, I I like not. I don't too much like his newer stuff. And now I wouldn't really go pay to see him. So, uh, Tessa, like I like I mentioned before in episode one, I have not missed a Tesla show since 1986. Um, whenever they come to the Waukesha County area, Illinois area, Milwaukee, anywhere in Wisconsin area, try to catch Tesla and have not missed a show since. My girlfriend and I, when they came to Summerfest, I think it was three or four years ago, four years ago maybe, and it was just downpouring. Oh, oh my gosh, it was raining so hard. And like dummies, we were like, oh my gosh, we got to make sure we get the front row. So, of course, we get the Fernwoods downpouring. Who else is standing out there, you know, except us idiots? And so we were just standing on the front row, just downpouring, and it's kind of ruined my, when I was trying to take pictures and stuff, cameras with my cell phone. I mean, because we were just drenched, literally, literally drenched. But it was nice because then Jeff Keith came out on stage, and he kind of kept all of us company and was making us laugh. And, you know, he's... He, he made it worthwhile for us, and he appreciated the fact that we all stood out, like, we're all dumbasses and waited out in the, waited out in the rain for them. What are you going to do? But he put on a great show. What else is new? Signs is one of my favorites by them. Modern Day Cowboy. Changes. Uh, they, they have so many great songs. It's... Tesla's just an awesome band. And so... I catch them around every time they come. Even now, I still go. My girlfriends and I went to go see them when they were at the Pabst Theater here in Milwaukee. I'm going to say three years ago. 
Now, mind you, I've never sat at the Pabst Theater ever. This was the first concert I ever sat at the Pabst Theater was Tesla. And when I got tickets, because I'm usually the one that gets the tickets right away, it was at the top uh, mezzanine on top. I think that's what they call the mezzanine. mezzanine. I didn't realize that at the Pabst Theater where your seat is, if you sit in the front row, the railing is like right there. And I'm afraid of heights. So when I got up there, I was freaking out because right when you sit down, you're looking over the edge, over the railing, and you're like looking right over. To fear. It really literally feels like you're going to fall off. And I was like doing labor breathing. I'm like, oh my God. And so my girlfriend had actually took a picture of me with the most horrified look on my face. And it was just, I think it was my friends, Rhonda, Carrie, and Pam. So we all went and we had a great, we, it was after a while, I was still sitting down, but sitting down, rocking out when I'm normally standing up, screaming and shouting and singing, but I was too afraid to even get up and people are just walking back and forth with their drinks. So I'm like, what are you guys, freaking crazy? You guys are going to fall over. Oh God, yeah, you, oh, it was horrifying. Never again. <clears throat> and actually I went back there to see Night Ranger, but this time I got like, we were in the first... I think the first four or five rows. Yeah, on the floor. Never again will I sit up there. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Never, ever, ever again. But normally if I go see a show, I don't really need to be the very front row. I really don't need to be. As long as I can get somewhere where I can see them and enjoy them. I like seeing shows at uh, Potawatomi, Northern Lights Theater. Because wherever you sit in that place, you, you get a great view wherever you sit. So that's one of the reasons why I love going there to see a show. Whoever you see, you're going to get full view, great sound. It's a, it's a great place to go see a concert. It's small. It's a small venue, but it, it's worth it. Definitely worth it. So, Motley Crue. 2014 was their farewell, farewell tour. And I thought, because then November, I didn't know that they were going to be coming to Milwaukee, which they did in August. But November, I'm like, oh my God, I got to go see them. Madison's only an hour away. I have to go see them. And I asked my oldest, who's now 25, if he would come with me. And he's not a big Motley Crue fan. So, or he's not an 80s fan to begin with. But he knew I wanted to spend time with him, so he came with me anyway. So I, I appreciate that. So I'm going to... So I'm going to switch over the mic to him, and I'm going to let him <laughs> explain to you the uh, the journey, which the, the trip up there, he slept the whole entire time, going all the way up there. But, so let me go ahead and put uh, put my son Travis on, so he can explain to you the, the Motley Crue. And, oh yeah, and Alice Cooper opened for Motley Crue then. I think he's, is he still? No. Yeah, so Alice Cooper opened up for Motley Crue. Travis? My son, is he sleeping? Travis. It's your turn. So here's my son, Travis. I just want to give you guys a little gist of the minds of a 20 year old of when he saw Motley Crue. So how'd you like the concert trap? It was great. A lot of weird. But it was great. 
Okay, son, so I know <clears throat> you had came with me to the uh, Motley Crue concert. How was, how was the uh, Motley Crue experience for you? I mean, the presentation was cold. I mean, the people there was weird, to say the least, but hey, <laughs> you know, they was doing their thing. I was doing mine, just chilling, posting. <laughs> and Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper was running late coming on stage. Yeah, he dropped he dropped his dentures before he got on. <laughs> he on. said, of course, he's late coming. <laughs> and so actually, uh, Alice Cooper was running late and my son said, well, of course he's late. My, he, he's old, he's probably backstage taking a nap. <laughs> and I also remember a married couple. They had just got married and right after, because she was wearing her bride's, uh, bride's gown and the groom was still wearing his tuxedo and like they just had a wedding and came to the concert right after. I'm like, wow, what a great wedding gift. But but I truly applaud my son coming with me. Because he, he knew I wanted to spend some time with him. And, and he took one for the team, and I appreciate that. But he survived the Motley Crue experience. Barely. <laughs> he said barely. <laughs> oh, awesome, great times. I was, I am, uh, if it's not canceled already, seeing the stadium tour, of course. We'll see how that goes. Um, then we have the Pat Benatar Loverboy and Journey concert. When was that? That was at the old, that was at the old Bradley Center, which is no longer the Bradley Center because the Bradley Center is no longer there. I think this is a 2016... Four or five years ago, I'm going to say. And during Pat Benatar. No, Pat Benatar. Loverboy. Yeah, poor Loverboy came on. This old guy, I guess he was like doing security. He had to been like 70. And he was telling me to sit down. And I said, sit down. I said, excuse me, but this is a rock concert. You do not sit down for, especially how much I paid for these two tickets. I'm not sitting down. And so I go up, I get up, went up the steps, and I had happened to see a supervisor up there, one of the, whatever you call them, security supervisors. And I said, this gentleman down here told me to sit down. I said, this is a concert. I'm not sitting down. And so she's like, oh, he probably doesn't know what he's talking about. So she goes down there and talks to him and removes him from his position. And of course, I get up, you know, finished rocking out. You don't tell me to sit down at a rock concert. That's not how it goes. They tried doing that when I would, went to see Jefferson Starship at <clears throat> Potawatomi. Why are you standing up? Why are you standing up? These are the people in the audience. Man, come on now. You do not sit at a concert, period. You do not pay to sit down. At least not me. I don't. Maybe some people do. Maybe some people have no choice but to sit down. But me, I cannot sit down at a concert. However, getting a little bit older, my arthritis likes to kick in. Sometimes it wants to join the party, which I hate, because then I can't stand the way I want to for long periods of time, the way I used to. So, so there's that. Don't tell me to sit down at a concert. That's not gonna bode well for you and the others around us.
But the preps, the preparation getting ready for a concert back then was, was so much more fun. Because back then you didn't really have, you didn't have not one responsibility except putting, you know, finding gas money underneath the couch cushions to put gas in a car, which is like two bucks. And getting money for concert tickets, and that's about it. That's all the responsibilities we had back in the day. And just like back then, I still get rock t-shirts from every concert I go to now. Matter of fact, I just had a, I just ordered a, because I saw Metallica at Soldier Field 2017. Got a t-shirt there, and then they came to Pfizer Forum in October 2018. Of course, I got another t-shirt there. So today it came in the mail, my Metallica Master of Puppets t-shirt from Amazon. I got it. So, but just like then, I still <clears throat> I still wear rock t-shirts like I did back then. I think I had way more back then. But getting ready for a concert, like I said back then, was way much more fun. You always used to rock out to the band that you went to go see. Think Rat, Lack of Communication, I always played. Bon Jovi, what did I play? Possibly you give love a bad name? Yeah. Used to play a lot of Slaughter Up All Night before we get ready. White Snake. Another band I enjoy seeing. David Coverdale sounds great. Last time I saw them was 2015? Summerfest? Yeah. Yep, saw them. Yeah, because of my one of my really, really good friends, Sandy. She was she attended that concert as well. So yeah, she was there too. She passed away a couple years ago and still breaks my heart because her and I used to go to a lot of shows together. Um, saw the Eagles. When they were all together, still the Eagles. So I think Glenn Fry passed away, I think now. So I was able to, it was a great show. They all played, the Eagles played all the Eagles music. John Walsh played all his music. Don Henley, Glenn Fry. What a great show. I think the show was like four hours, I think. Three or four hours? At Summerfest. Yeah. What? I. To me, concerts are the same now, even though we're all older. All these bands still sound, to me, they still, at least the bands I see still sound the same. Jeff Key sounds the same. David Coverdale sounds the same. I've not seen Stephen Piercy from Rat in a long time because Rat really hasn't toured here at all. Um, I Speedwagon still sounds the same. Perry's no longer with Journey, so I can't even say that. Um, Don Dockin, yeah, he sounds all right. But, and I wish I would have seen back in the day. I wish I would have seen Queens right back in the day. I was never able to. Never saw Prince. I wish I would have been able to.
And I always, I love hearing bands live, like Metallica live through the Never soundtrack. Great soundtrack. That's when they were live. Um, I know bands like that when they play live just gets you, get you just gets you more hyped up. You hear the crowd going. You hear people screaming. Your adrenaline starts going. It's just a great feeling. Concerts, concerts in general just always bring you back to a better time. Because to me, 80s and the concerts just, we go hand in hand together. And I love it. I love it then, and I still love it now. It's like nothing has ever changed with that part of my life. Because music to me is very important. And music will always be an important part of my life. And music has always been an important part of my life. My, my mom had passed away in, not to go to another subject, but since I brought up Slaughter, my mom passed away in 1990. I was only 19 and she was only 44. And after she passed, I, I sung to her, Fly to the Angels by, by, by Slaughter. And even now, when that song comes on, even now when that song comes on, I can almost still smell her. And I still cry, even though it happened in 1990, it's still, and every time I hear that song, it just takes me right back to that very emotional, very sad place. It's a great song. I just hate that I got attached to a very emotional time in my life. And it's and it's still I was 19 when it happened and I'm 50 and it still affects me to this day. I still grieve. Sorry to switch topics. But it still affects me to this day. To the point where I had to find another way to help cope with her death, which is when I was 48, I was going through Pinterest and I happened to find people doing memorial tattoos. Now, up until now, I have not had one tattoo or I've even thought about getting any tattoos whatsoever. But here I am, 48, thinking, wow. This might help me. So my aunt had a card, and then the card had my mom's last signature that said, Love you, Connie. It was, the card was written for her, but it had her signature on it. So I'm like, let me get this, let me get her handwriting tattooed on my arm. And so when I was 48 years old, got my first tattoo, you guys. Got Love You, Connie. So I wanted my mom's name on there so I could see her handwriting. I know it may be a little silly, but so I got that, I got her signature tattooed on me. It's on my inner fore, lower forearm. And when my tattoo guy did it, I cried the whole time. And he's like, are you okay, are you okay? I said, yeah, it's just very emotional for me seeing her handwriting. And it helps me people. It really, really, really helps me cope. And of course, you know what they say, once you get one, you can't stop getting them. So 
Um, my mom used to, my mom loved going down to Lake Michigan, and she actually had to spread her ashes into Lake Michigan. So I had, after that I had got my son's actual handprint signatures over her name, so their so her grandsons could be with her all the time. And so what I did was I had my tattoo guy then put water, a big spray of water. So the water comes over, the water drips onto her and my grandkids so they attach, so they, they attach together. And then when my mom was sick, the time she found out she had cancer and she passed was only nine months. So seeing a parent fade away is most one of the hardest things I ever had to endure in my life. The hardest thing I ever had to do in my life. Let me correct that. And I would hate for every, for anyone to go through that. It's it's a very emotional, traumatic time to love, especially if you're still just a. It is it is for any age, but when you're a teenager, it, your mind can't process that big of a traumatic event. And so she always sang the song "Don't Worry, Be Happy" by Bobby by Bobby McFerrin. She would always sing, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Knowing she would, her body was riddled with pain, she would always sing that song and have a smile on her face. Always. And so I had, at the bottom of the, my big wave, I have Don't Worry, Be Happy at, uh, on the top of my arm. No, not top. The lower part of my arm by my wrist. Don't Worry, Be Happy. And so, the, so then my kids and their grandma are together forever. And the tattoo really does help me cope with her death, believe it or not, but it does help. So if you're older and if you're thinking about getting any type of tattoo, don't, don't be ashamed of it, especially if it helps you cope with something or it helps you remind you of something, don't hesitate to get one because I'm glad I did mine. Glad, so glad I did it. And then on my other arm, I have my two doggies, Packer and Journey. There are actual paw prints on my other on my other inner forearm, which I'm glad I got. There are actual paw prints. And my really good friend Sandy, who passed away a couple years ago, who was still, which still kills me inside. Um, I got a really nice purple or pinkish G clef attached to a heart with her initials on top of my arm. So my tattoos are very very meaningful of people and obviously dogs that are in my life which I'm so glad I got. So if you guys are, if, if any of you are over the age of 30, 40, or 40 like me, don't hesitate to get it. Go ahead. Life is short. You want to enjoy it the best you can in, in the way you want to enjoy it. Go ahead and enjoy life. And this is, I love it. I can't wait till this apocalypse is over because <laughs> there's, there's two more I want to get to put on my arm. But anyways... Thank you for listening to that little thing about my mom. Anyways, um, I guess that was a little therapeutic moment there in my podcast. I didn't mean to throw in, but like you never know what happens. But again, concerts bring life to me. Concerts bring meaning to me. And I don't... Like I said, I'm 50, and I still rock out to concerts, and I and I love it. I just love it. But back in the 80s, when you go to concerts, you had less stress, less stuff to worry about. 
it was just a way way better time back then but I wish I could have had my son on a little bit longer but my uh, his brother my dog Packer his brother is he wanted his attention so he had to take him outside so hopefully I might hopefully I'll put Travis on again for another podcast for another episode we'll see what happens but Packer he, I, I brought him with me so he could see his brother because they're like the best of the friends so that's why I brought him along. I probably shouldn't have, so I could have had a complete podcast, but what are you going to do? You never know what you're going to get with Nikki's 5150 experience. Ta-da! So, well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up about 80s concerts, or concerts in general, I should say. And my therapeutic moment with, <laughs> with my mom. And tattoos. But with a podcast, you never know. You never know where you're going to go. And that's what's great about it, especially having your own. You can do what you want, and you can say what you want. And as my... Let me see if I can find it. And as my best friend just told me today... She said... She told me she's one of my biggest cheerleaders, Heather. She's one of my biggest cheerleaders. And she said, never question anything about yourself or apologize for being you. She said to own it. And that's the greatest quote. And I really needed that today. Never question anything about yourself or apologize for being you. And that that goes for anybody out there. Own it. That's who you are. You're unique. And if people don't like it, they don't have to like it. They don't understand you. They don't have to understand you. As long as you understand yourself and you enjoy yourself. Life is too short to worry about what, what other people think, what other people feel. you got to live for you. So, I appreciate you, all of you listening to Nikki's 5150 Experience. I'll be back next week with another episode. Again, this is episode two of Nikki's 5150 Experience. And I will catch you all later. Peace, love, and of course, rock and roll.